Hello and welcome to From Gay to Z, a podcast which is normally about queer parenting, but for a short period of time has pivoted to be about the amazing reality TV dating show, I Kissed a Boy, which Stu and I are obsessed with. Obsessed. (laughs) And sadly it's coming to an end, and if you've been with us on the journey, you'll know that we're up to episodes seven and eight, which we're going to talk about today. But first... Stu and I were somewhere extremely exciting last night, weren't we? We were. We got a special invite on Danny's guest list, may I just add, to the reunion show of From Gay to Sea, which you'll know if you'd listened to our previous episodes. We said to, I think, all the boys we spoke to, we said, oh, we should do some kind of reunion show. Little did we know that BBC were plotting away to do their own Real Housewives-esque reunion show with Danny hosting. Um, so yeah, so we went to the, uh, the the taping last night. No spoilers though, Lottie. No, absolutely no spoilers. But it was a really fun night. It was so nice to see all the boys in person and to meet Danny, who is just charm personified. And we had a great time. And like, you should tune into this show because it is honestly, it's going to be good. Let's just say there was drama that we didn't even expect. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And so fun to find that. out which of the couples are still together, which is like, I think they've all done a really good job of uh, keeping it secret on social media, which must have been hard. Really for so hard. Long. Really hard. But before we get into the reunion and, and skip ahead, we mm-hmm. need to talk about episode we seven and do. eight. And it's finished now yeah apart from the reunion I feel I feel sad I feel sad that it's not especially I think because Love Island's starting this week it's made me especially sad yeah because it's just gonna it's gonna turn into all the Love Island nonsense oh yeah so boring have you got a um, thing I loved this show and one of the things I liked most about it was how unlike most other dating shows it was in the On the whole, the people in it behaved really well, were really kind to each other, were emotionally intelligent, were pretty smart and switched on and vulnerable. And you don't really see that. You often see like quite damaged people on TV shows Mm. making really bad choices and getting themselves in like messy, messy dramas for no reason. And there was a bit of that, but, you know... As I've said in previous episodes, it needs that. Like, that's what keeps you watching. But on the whole, I liked the gentleness of it. What did you think? Mm. I agree. I think the key word that you said there, which, listener, you'll you'll see a lot of, I think, with the reunion show, and that's talked about a lot, is the vulnerability that's shown from the boys. And I think seeing that on screen has been really important, really important. And... The fact that it's it's created this safe space for queer men to talk about issues or to show their vulnerability and show that we're not just this, I guess, I mean, we've been trying to break down stereotypes for years. And I think those stereotypes have potentially changed over the years. Mm. And now... I feel there's a stereotype of it say, yes, 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 queen, yes, and like <laughs> glamour and fun. And and yeah, there is all that because you know what? Stereotype's true. We have that. We have that in us, some of us. 
And we love that and we embrace that part of ourselves. But I think it showed a different level, like everything from, you know, Mikey's testicular cancer story mm-hmm. to Matty. We need to talk about Matty as well. Oh, yeah. But Matty and his kind of, you know, sense of gay shame that we really, you really oh, wow. felt that. Yeah, you did. You really yeah, felt that like through that, that, he was that so... diary room moment. And then when he was telling the boys that he was so worried about people asking him if he was gay, you just like... I, I guess I forget that people feel that because my world is so mm. full of out, proud, confident gay people. It's almost like I, it, I, I can't get my head around the fact that someone wouldn't want to tell the world that they were gay. Exactly. But, you know, I, I, I really like Matty, the sustainability sex pot. And I think... <laughs> I really hope that the show's been a springboard for him to like embrace his sexuality a bit more. I think seeing somebody like Matty as well, who outwardly looks like the most confident, gorgeous. Mm. Uh, we've talked about people not being on the show who look like Love Islanders, as it were. But I think if there was one that did, it was potentially Matty. So I really like that actually he showed that vulnerability and he showed because it's really hard for for especially for young gay men i feel to especially because there is so much confidence within the queer community now mm. to 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 show that and to show that that actually it is hard and yeah. it is still hard it's never it, it's never easy it is still a real problem like within my friendship group i didn't know them personally but my boyfriends have there's been two men who have taken their lives because I suppose of gay shame or their sexuality or, you know, feeling like they can't cope with feeling like they've let their family down or I don't know, like obviously there's so much more to it and there's, there's never just what, like one reason why someone would take their life, but it's a real stark reminder that like we need to be kind to each other as a community absolutely um, open-minded and listen and and accept that as you say to you like not everyone is this like finger clicking yes queen like we have real emotions and there mm. are like real issues and, and the effect that like being ostracized by your family would have on you and like your ability to like move through the world I think is like so huge so I just have like huge respect for all those boys that you know like Gareth like Joseph who have come from families that haven't immediately embraced their queerness but are still you know so emotionally intelligent and so able to like move above that absolutely and the other thing that I loved again from the show and again it's not a spoiler, but last night on the reunion, somebody said about it being feeling like a bunch of teenagers together Mm. because as, as queer people, we don't necessarily have that space when we're teenagers to let ourselves just run around and be messy and explore our, explore our emotions and get a bit drunk and have a bit of a party in, in a, in a non kind of clubby bar atmosphere. Mm. Whereas, you know, if you're a straight teen, I mean, I, I used to spend my teenage and I'm sure many people did like in amongst like straight house parties or with all the straights hanging out, etc. Totally. 
so this masseria and this environment has created this this like we said safe space for them just to kind of explore each other and have conversations because we don't apart from those clubs or you know rugby groups or you know those quite niche I would say gay community groups Mm. um there isn't somewhere where you can get together just to chat and have a conversation and just kind of without any, because the other thing with clubbing and going out, it's not always about that, but majority of the time it's about going out to mm. find somebody or to get off with somebody or to, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not about finding friendship. And I think that's something that's really been strong yeah. on this show. Actually, that's what's, that's what's nice about being a queer parent is it then puts you back into a community of other queer people that isn't, predicated on like nightlife and drinking and drugs and dancing yeah just to that's really true make the connection between our two podcasts <laughs> um our book the queer parent is available now yes in all books i feel like I, our audience for this podcast are probably like in their early 20s but listen get the book now and then you'll know how to think about your future whether there's going to be children in it or not so just a little plug or to there. how to support your wider community who may be having children yes. there we go anyway glory anyway, holes right let's glory get into holes. it <laughs> <laughs> so you're a little down lottie on the prosecco tree of truth yes but i have a feeling you might have quite enjoyed the glory cafe i loved it it was great i've got a feeling <laughs> you, you enjoyed it too I mean, I really, there was a point where I was like, are they really, are they going, they, they're going there. They the are going thrusting, there. They are doing it. The, and it was brilliant. Oh, I yeah. also love the, the whole sense of bringing a glory hole into the show, which essentially has been quite a wholesome show. Wholesome, is, no pun intended. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even mean that. But what I loved was, I feel for the straight community or allies that have been watching, mm that kind of thing may just go over their head, but they'd still enjoy the game and it'd still be fun, but without quite knowing what a glory hole is. Yeah. I quite Um, liked the like cheeky references to dark rooms and um, cruising and glory, you know, it was because the show was so wholesome, as you say, like mm. those references, it's like, yes, that is part of the queer community for some people. And I think we've got to be able to accept all of it, not just this like, palatable sanitized version of queerness that's like acceptable on tv it's like no this is people do you know sex is a big part of especially being a gay man um let's like embrace all of it it is part of it you know like you have to yeah you have to completely show the whole experience Mm -hmm. i think they did a really good job i think they did actually when on the last episode (laughs) which we'll we'll get onto a bit more when my my wife and i finished watching it and my wife turned to me and said really good work really good work bbc and like i know what she means like it felt like a really good piece of work like they did a good job yeah showing the diversity like handling it with sensitivity and making it fun but that's also why I love not to segue but and not to turn this into a BBC fan we love the BBC I'm not defund the BBC I'm very much for the BBC especially because I think they've done exactly the same and I love that the BBC broadcast RuPaul's UK drag race because I feel it has the same element of it's it goes there it goes there with references Mm -hmm. it's not afraid to shy away from certain things 
and so it's lovely to see yet another show that's 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 doing that as well yeah but let's talk about the actual show so episode seven let's talk about we had the glory cafe and we had jake w when yes sad to see them go i feel like jake w didn't quite get his moment in the sun moment. but i think he's he's kind of um doing quite funny fun stuff on tiktok right and has like you know it's be it will be a jumping off board for him in some respect totally. we didn't talk about at the end of the last episode when we were chatting with josh um josh smith the the, the fabulous podcaster who joined us on the last episode we didn't talk about the fact the cliffhanger at the end of episode six, six was that Vitor turned around. <laughs> oh yeah, we need to discuss that. I mean, I yeah. What do I you, mean? What were, you, what were your thoughts? I was like, no. He knew it just, Ben was everything. Gonna I just think he's. Just, do you think he was doing it I to create think, the drama? I don't know that he would think he was doing it to create the drama. I I think he would say. He was doing it to be true to himself. He felt like he liked Ben and he wanted to kiss Ben and therefore he turned around. I think that would be his read on the situation. My read on the situation is that he is the sort of person that maybe doesn't mind a little bit of drama in his life and he knew full well that Ben wasn't going to turn around but he was quite up for the fallout of that. And he was quite up for yeah. embracing that, um, that kind of. I don't want to say victim. That's the wrong. It's far too strong a word. But like he was up for being the, the sort of shunned, one. Yeah, and then obviously Ben went then later in the episode. Ben went. The, the the with Matty the vote off, yes. which was also again the first time I think we'd seen anything that was a bit more reality show esque. Yeah, and it was very, yeah. Was I enjoyed it, but there was an element of jeopardy. But there was also like you just knew who was going to go. Yeah. So there, it made sense. Yeah. They were new. They were the newbies, and they were the, and it's it was I think it's interesting on Ben's trajectory through it. I think because he's the one that's had has he had the most boys? I think he did, didn't he? Yes. But then he didn't make it to the end. Not yeah. that there's a sense of winning or losing in this show. It's more just an exploration. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was interesting. I feel to like it would be interesting to talk to Ben about his time on the show. I think it'll feel like it's been slightly eclipsed by the, you know, dinner party drama. But, you know, that was just one tiny part of his journey. And mm. it would be interesting. Ben, if you're listening, give us a call. And then the families. The oh, yeah. So episode eight. In bringing in the friends and family i was weeping when they brought in the friends oh, and family um yeah just like it was so again to use the word wholesome like to see it for me it was the parents that showed up because like yeah you know it's easy as a friend to go and do something like that but as a parent i think it was a real show of solidarity of like acceptance of understanding and of love and joy for your kid you know I would go on it I I would be a bit reluctant I think if my daughter was on a show like that to go on it but I would go if she wanted me to if she invited me I mean you would go right 
if one you of would yours be there. Were. You would be there in a heartbeat. I would what be there in a flash. Yeah, no, but it would be no, no, no. But as a parent, Stu, think about seeing your child on screen in that, seeing that side of their life that you don't normally, a parent doesn't normally see of a child. Yeah, but you're going to see it anyway, and then you get a free trip to a masseria and uh, get to hang out at the villa, <laughs> at, the, at the place for a bit. Why not? I mean, <laughs> I know. Anyway, that really. Do you think you're going to be? Like... Do you think you're going to be that parent? Then do you think you're going to be the one that's like, don't want to know, don't want to know? No, like, no, no, not at all. Or... I would be like totally rooting for her and really want to get involved. I just, you just don't like. It's got very sexy. It did get mm. sexy, and like. I'm really happy to like meet my daughter's partners and like talk to her about that sort of thing when she's older. But I think it would be like quite a a leap for a parent to sort of. I imagine a lot of the parents watching it had cushions in front of their eyes for certain bits, not because they're not accepting of their kids, just because like well, the shower. In the same way, a kid a doesn't want to see their parents in the shower getting all soapy and frisky, you know. <laughs> anyway, my point that is. That is very true. That is very true. My point I mean, is, and, it and was to your point, and yeah, I think Dan and I think Dan and Ollie's parents, particularly, if we were oh, to single Dan out and Ollie's parents, well. they look like they would be sitting in a pub together, like having a good old chat, like the two dads. I could imagine being like really getting on well. Um, it was really nice. It was just really nice. And again, and and, and again, if you were a you know, if you were a parent whose child had just come out or you thought they might be coming out or you think they might be gay, I think watching this show and giving you that sense of how you can how you can handle the situation, how you can own the situation, I and hearing those stories from those guys, I think again was another really important moment to to show mm-hmm. that and for people to, to understand. And I hope that there are is, you know, a wide audience out there not just a bunch of gays watching the show that have actually taken that on board and, and have learned oh, totally. from it and taken something. And can we just take a second to um, acknowledge CJ's dad, who was like such Loved a legend, him. like Loved just the, the pride in that man's face and the way he like picked up CJ and then picked up Ross. And that was the moment for me because I was like, you know, Ross had shared his own journey in foster care and with, you know his own family and then to see this other family sort of embrace him literally (laughs) I felt like was a really special moment it was that really was so let's talk about the couples who have made it to the commitment what did you I mean firstly what did you think about the commitment ceremony was it what you anticipated it was so lovely but it wasn't like in um what's it called love at first sight or love is blind, where you're not Married sure until the final moment whether they're actually gonna say yes. You kind of knew that like all these boys were gonna turn around. Like there wasn't a huge amount for them to lose by not. But that's also what I quite liked about it. I quite liked exactly. The... Again, it was like Again, a gentle felt... sweet. Yeah, it was lovely and like so nice to see them all dressed up. Danny there, like, as Danny, we think you need to get officiated ASAP. Like, this is going to be your, you know, your next career move, I think, is, like, officiating gay weddings. 
yeah, I'm slightly gutted that John and I did our <laughs> wedding conversion <laughs> recently. We yes, could have had Danny. Without Danny. Oh my God. Can <laughs> we you could imagine? have had Danny. Maybe we'll just do it again. <laughs> Scrap that. Let's start again. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was lovely. I don't really have much else to say about it. It felt like a really nice ending to the show. Like, I'm glad it ended on such a high. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. And I hope, I mean, it's hard to go into it because Lottie and I were at the reunion show, like we said <gasps> last night. So we do know who who does or does not stand the test of time. But... Mm. Um, and you will you will find out this Sunday. So we can't really discuss that. But we did have our own opinions. Actually, we recorded a little bit just at the start of the reunion, didn't we? Yes. Should we now. listen to you play it? Here we are at the I Kissed a Boy reunion. We are squirreled away. We're in a booth. We're in a booth. We're gold wristbanded, darling. We were on Danny Minogue's guest list. I mean... Life is made. Dead. Um, there's... A bunch of people here who look like friends and family of the boys. We've seen all of them. Haven't seen Ollie yet. You ended up in the bathroom with... Well, I was in the toilet and... um, Who was it that walked in? Vittor. Vittor walked... No, 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 before that, Ross was in there. And then Vittor walked in and they were chatting and having a bit of a kiki. And then Ben walked in and it all went a bit awkward, I felt. And I felt awkward, so I was just standing there having a whip. <laughs> um, but so yeah. We're really excited to see who is still together. So these are our guesses. We think that Dan and Ollie are like 99% still together. Yes. We don't know about Gareth and Shibumi. We want them to be together. But we're not sure whether we're they are. We're not sure. Um, Jake and Caleb, I'm also not sure. I'm not sure. It was a bit wobbly on the show. Yeah, and then CJ and Ross. I really hope they I are. Think but they might because I think they're a bit of the like the wild card. I couple. hope that even if they're not together, Ross still gets to hang out with CJ's dad. I also. What do you think? Do you think because they didn't make it to the commitment ceremony? But do you think because they got kicked out? But do you think Ooh, yeah. that Matty? Matty and Ben. Matty and Ben. Ooh. Maybe. Well, we'll we'll pop back on after we've seen the show and um, update. Bye. Before we go, I do. We haven't talked about their icons as well. The dress. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, and again, I mean, Gareth just gave it everything. Gareth I'm has been turning out boy. the looks. He yeah, he was great. Um, I loved meeting him at the party last night as well. The filming. He, it was really nice to meet him. Who did I? Who did I actually hug? I hugged Mikey. I hugged Gary. I'm very gutted. You hugged. You went I off. You went Danny. off to the looing. You went off to the loo and came back and said, "Oh, I've just hugged Mikey." And I was like, "Oh, where is he? Oh. Who else did where we chat to? Oh, we chatted to Ross. We chatted I got to. to I got to hug. To be honest, I got to hug Ollie. So that just made everything. That made. Oh yeah, happy. you had a little Ollie hug because he's always um, been. He's always been my one. Bless him. Yeah, I loved his Alan Turing well, look in the. Uh, in the I icon. really liked that too. I liked. <laughs> it was quite. It was, it was really quite unexpected. unexpected. <laughs> I think because we'd like, seen him in such did an he array pack of all like... of that stuff. Like, do you think he was like? They knew, like, they were briefed beforehand. Like, you'll need an outfit for an icons party, and he was there, like, he trying to shove his like tweed suit into hand luggage. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine um, they paid for EasyJet to have some extra extra baggage. I'm sure. 
Oh, you'd hope. Well, BBC budget. Oh, you would knows. hope. Well, that's the, that is actually the one thing I said to John when my husband, when um, when all the family there, I was like, oh God, that would have been very expensive to fly them all over and put them up. But <laughs> maybe there were some back rooms <laughs> in the Masseria. They just kind of shoved them in. Anyway. Yeah, they're all camping outside. Anyway, end of a, end of a era in our lives. There's a glory hole shaped hole in our hearts now I Kissed a Boy is over we'll be watching the boys on social media and really hoping that this has been a great step in whatever life has to throw at them next yeah honestly like and I know that the guys do listen I want to say thank you for just being such a good wonderful group of varied vulnerable entertaining and just lovely boys I would say lovely boys I feel like we sound like such parents now don't we We I did feel like such a parent we are the mummy and daddy (laughs) we are sorry Danny you are not the mama (laughs) she's the she's the she's the yas mama you're the actual like mum yeah I'm the like practical like right who's had the dinner (laughs) (laughs) and before we go we do have to say as well it's going to be time for the girls Yes, if you're listening to this and you are single and ready to mingle in the Masseria, then you can apply to be in the next series of I Kissed A Girl. And I think it's filming in September, right? I don't I don't know when it's actually filming, but I'd imagine. I think it's filming in September. So, you know Exciting. Free holiday. Gives you time love of your life. Gives you time lot to like Dump Jen and go and go exactly. into yourself. Can you imagine? Although I think you <laughs> might be slightly over the age limit. <laughs> Probably, no I'd shade. end up just cooking everyone's dinner for them and like making sure everyone's wearing sun cream. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need that. Maybe that's another thing. But or do, that, that would probably end up feeling a bit too Big Brother. Like I'd be like um, Matteo, like the lesbian Matteo, but like this old like <gasps> yes. white British nonna who just comes in and right. just like. Okay, we need to speak to production. You need to be the Mateo. The nonna. Of, the, of I, kissed, I Kissed Girl. <laughs> I Kissed a Girl. I need to be involved in this show. Producers, listen. I'm the face of lesbians. You've got to get me on. <laughs> so watch this space. Stu and I will be back for I Kissed a Girl. And in the meantime, if you've liked listening to us and you don't normally listen to our podcast... It's a parenting, queer parenting podcast. We tell funny stories about our kids and we talk about all the issues that affect queer parents today. So have a listen through our back catalogue and enjoy. Well, thank you so much for listening to us blabber on about <laughs> I Kissed a Boy and our thoughts on the show. It was it was, it was was born from Lottie and I texting each other on our sofas going... Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this too. Let's chat about it. Oh, let's record a podcast about it. And now here we are, multiple episodes in. And yeah, we will be returning back to the business of parenting, I'm sure. But as we always promised on From Gay to Z, our podcast is more than just parenting. Because you know what? Like Lottie and I, parents like more than just Bluey. So we are here to be the (laughs) gateway into some culture and entertainment for any parent that's looking to keep their finger on the pulse, as it were. So thank you for listening. And again, I've said it before, but thank you boys and Danny for being just fabulous. It's been a great ride. Bye. See you later.